This week's episode is brought to you by Beverly Hills Orthodontics, brightening smiles with the state-of-the-art technology in Invisalign since 2008. Love yourself, love your smile. You can find them on Instagram at Beverly Hills Ortho or online at www.beverlyhillsortho.com. Good morning, everyone. This is Brandon Matloff in Los Angeles. Welcome to the Stella Oak Mavens podcast, where we feature different mavens in different fields. A maven is an expert of an expert. They are the go-to person who you would want to ask all the questions to before making a decision. The purpose of our podcast is to help the consumer be more knowledgeable. Today, our podcast features Dr. Amir Vokshir, neurosurgeon, whose passion is research of brain performance and its effect on everyday life and surgical healing. He utilizes a multidisciplinary approach in the treatment of adult spinal and cranial disorders. He is also the founder of the Institute of Neuroinnovation, and we are looking forward to hearing about the opportunity to get involved with that organization. Uh, Welcome, Amir. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Good morning. So before we start, could you give us a little bit about your uh, background? What was a neurosurgeon like back in college? What were you doing? So I had a slightly atypical route. You know, there are neurosurgeons who, since they were five years old, they know they were going to be brain surgeons. Um, I actually, uh, I knew that I liked spine and and the function of the spine, and I really liked um and I and I had orthopedic injuries as a child, and as a as a small young skateboarder from ages like 16 on. But what really drew me to neurosurgery was uh, learning about the structure and the function of the brain and the nervous system as a whole. And it was completely eye opening for me because I was so I had such gravitation toward it that I did not have to any other subject matter. Frankly. I remember uh, science being sort of a boring subject matter in, in high school for me. So I wasn't typically the, the kind of student that has incredible aptitude for information, although in retrospect, I think uh, I could have been coached better or guided better. But uh, that, that's what brought me to it, just the brain structure and function. What's interesting is that, um, one, you said that, you know, Science wasn't the most exciting subject in school, and I, I would guess that a lot of our listeners would feel the same way. But you still figured out a way to get into neurosurgery, and then what's clear is you have a passion for what you do because you also started a nonprofit revolving around uh, neurological disorders. And so, what I'm wondering is how did this passion occur? Was it Really, just you were a skateboarder, surfer, and just were was obsessed with the brain, or was there a trigger moment or something that happened that that you knew, or that kind of made the difference of not just being a neurosurgeon, but really having passion for what you do? Yeah, that's a great question. I think most of my life I've been a connector as far as um, connecting different parts of the information of my own life narrative. And uh, being a patient, uh, being having undergone like minor orthopedic surgeries on my knees, et cetera, and then being a doctor to try to alleviate suffering, and then being like just a curious human being uh, and and fa- passionate about the way our brain kind of creates our experience on a daily basis and uh, sort of dictates our overall energy and especially mindset and and mindful. Uh, 
uh, control was how I tried to connect it all. And I think a lot of information in uh, our society comes in tiny little pockets and silos of uh, philosophy and psychology and neurosurgery and neuroanatomy. And I was like, how great would it be if we, if I could uh, surround myself with experts from all those fields, from um, holistic healing to uh, uh, incredibly deep uh, science into the nano uh, level structure of the nervous system. So that that's sort of where the, the, the idea came that instead of being in silos and working separately, these fields should talk to each other to actually see how uh, the nervous system functions the way it does. How do, how do pixels become a picture for our, our reality to be made by the brain? You mentioned your, your father um, early on as you were explaining the different mentors that you may have had. Um, was he one of the reasons why you created INI? And maybe share, share with the audience, what is, what is INI? Yes, thanks for asking. So, yeah, my father contracted Alzheimer's, but he 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 kind of hid it from us for approximately ten to fifteen years, and wow. uh, he would just become this kind of humorous, senile person. But we soon realized that it was much more than that, and it was a florid uh, uh, manifestation of his Alzheimer's disease, which he finally succumbed to. And after he did, I had this kind of urge within myself to do more, uh, and actually. Uh, sort of put my money where my mouth is, and I created this nonprofit called INI Institute of Neuroinnovation, which does try to bring those silos of neuroscience into the same room together. So everything from holistic practitioners to nanoscientists to neuroscientists to neurosurgeons are sitting at the same board table talking about the same exact disease processes and and things that cause suffering within human beings, such as Alzheimer's, dementia, post-traumatic stress, which is quite more rampant than people give it credit for, as well as um, concussion, post-concussion injuries that happen in young and, and professional athletes, uh, as well as the general stress and the general disdain that happens in the Western society for a variety of other reasons that also has to do with how the brain is budgeting our energy. Is there a story where you you know, either said to your wife one day, man, I, I really made it now. Or was there something that like the lights turned on? You're like, yeah, this this was meant for me. I was put on this earth to do uh, neurosurgery. Was there a moment in life that you can recall where, you know, you separated yourself from everybody else or that you really would be looked at as somebody who's achieved high success and you recognized it? Yes, there, there's. Uh, a few come to mind. I think from a technical standpoint, the first time you safely take out a complicated brain tumor and the, the patient is perfect in the post-operative area, you really feel uh, great about yourself. And the just the gratitude that your patients show you as a result of you uh, alleviating their suffering is quite, um, you know, quite one of those <laughs> moments where you feel like a superhero. Uh, <laughs> And that's, you know, that's probably, uh, you know, just countless uh, measures now. But I, um, So basically I, you just save somebody's life and then you feel good about it. I got it. I can go with that. I think most people would appreciate that. Is there another story too? That was a good one. That was amazing. I think the only other time is um, just the sheer awe of looking inside the brain the first time um, and, and trying to work out which way is left and which way is right. And, 
realizing the three-dimensional anatomy that you know almost looks uh, part part like a flower and part like a coral coral reef and uh, just just the sheer awe of it that makes your hair stand up was probably a moment where I was like, I belong right here and this is exactly where I need to be. Awesome. Well, thanks, Amir. I appreciate your time. And I'm sure that anybody listening is interested in looking at INI uh, foundation.org. And uh, we really appreciate you being here. Really, thank you so much for having me. This has been a Stella Oak Mavens production. We empower you, the listener, to take control of your life.